This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hey movie addicts, welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Monica Castillo. Hello, Andrew. How are you doing, Monica? I am so excited for today's episode. You know what? Today's episode just makes me, it makes me want to go blow up a plantation. I mean, sure, if that's what you're into. (laughs) This is episode number 32 of Cinema Fix, focused on the movie Django Unchained. The D is silent, in case you haven't heard. And if you're new to Cinema Fix, this is the show on Film Geek Radio focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We are here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about the movies. And each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a 10-minute long spoiler-free review of the film. That way you can get a good idea of what we thought about it and whether or not it's worth your time to check out this weekend. The second part is a much more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers, so if you've seen the movie and would appreciate a more in-depth conversation about what works and what doesn't, definitely listen to that. This week we are going to be talking about Django Unchained. Monica, why don't you give our listeners a little information about the movie? Django Unchained is the latest film from Quentin Tarantino. It stars Jamie Foxx as the Django of the title. And he is a slave purchased by Dr. King Schultz, who turns out to be a bounty hunter and teaches Django the tricks of the trade and kind of gives him sort of like a career path in killing evil white men. So... He digs this, but the real story is that he wants to rescue his wife. So Schultz, uh, being an honorable German man that he is, um, decides to help Django in his quest, and they take on the very infamous Calvin Candy, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, who's now the owner of Broomhilda Von Shaft, who's played by Kerry Washington. There's a ton of characters, and it's a very Tarantino movie. And we'll get to that. Here's a clip. What's your name, boy? His name is Django Freeman. Hmm. What'd you dig him up? Well, fortuitous turn of events brought Django and myself together. I've heard tell about you. I heard you've been telling everybody that Mandingos ain't no damn good. Ain't nothing nobody is selling is worth buying. I'm curious. What makes you such a Mandingo expert? I'm curious what makes you so curious. What did you say, boy? Calm down, Butch. No offense given. I'm taken. Uh, Monsieur Condi, uh, I'd appreciate if you could direct your line of inquiry toward me. One, you do not have anything to drink. Can I get you a tasty refreshment? Yes. I'll have a beer. I want a bar. Roscoe, a beer for the man with the beard, and I will have a Polynesian pearl diver. Do not spare the rum. This is part one of our episode on Django Unchained, so we're just going to take ten minutes to give some general thoughts on the movie. I am starting the clock now. Monica, are you a fan of Mr. Quentin Tarantino? 
And how did how did you, how did you feel about his latest offering, Django Unchained? I am a fan of Tarantino. I think he's an excellent director. He has a very unmistakable style, and the work that he puts out is usually controversial and sometimes even thought-provoking. I like Draco. I really did. I had it in my top ten list for the year. It doesn't mean I'm completely in love with Django, but... <laughs> well, it made your top ten, so it sounds like you liked it quite a bit. I did quite like it quite a bit. Um, I also really enjoyed the film. I At the moment, I think it's probably my least favorite Tarantino film, but I felt that way after I saw Inglorious Bastards as well, and now I think Inglorious Bastards could be my favorite <laughs> Quentin Tarantino movie. It could be his best film. So who knows? It's possible Django Unchained, it could improve on a second viewing. But even though I, I, I don't think it's Tarantino's best film. I do think it's very good. It's a lot of fun. I think he's doing a lot of interesting things in terms of how he's combining genres mm-hmm. this time around. Yeah. And like Inglorious Bastards, it is a little bit cathartic to see a film in which Tarantino sort of plays with history and allows the oppressed to get their revenge on their oppressors. Yeah. Very interesting way that this turned, because he was just like, oh, this is just a genre nut going into the heist movie, going into, you know, the sort of like the stylized kung fu flicks of the 70s. But now, you know, he's made his own genre with the revenge trilogy it's supposed to be now. But I do agree that it's not, it, it is a flawed Tarantino film. A lot of people, and myself included, have pointed out to the editing as being probably one of its weakest points. You know, it doesn't have that really, like, whiplash sort of feel of a Tarantino film, of going back and forth and back and forth. And the quick pacing, even during, like, musical cues. Because Sally Menke used to really tailor just anything to whatever cue was going on. And it was great, and it was thrilling to just watch music happen. Yes, and unfortunately, Tarantino's longtime editor, Sally Minka, died around a year ago. Um, so this is the first film he's made without her, yeah. I believe. And while I agree, I, I think you're right, maybe the reason it didn't quite impress me as much as I was hoping for is because it is his most straightforward film. He's not juggling multiple storylines. He's not really editing things in a non-linear fashion like we're used to seeing with him. It's very much point A to point B with very few cutaways. And I think it still works, but it it does feel a little bit less lively than the Tarantino films that we've seen before. I mean, we're spoiled by the quality that he usually comes up with. So the fact that for even being like not his greatest film, it's still a pretty darn good film. Yeah, I think the worst thing you can say about Django Unchained is that it's all the good stuff that we've already seen before in many ways. So maybe it feels, it doesn't feel particularly fresh, but it's still all the good stuff that we've seen before. So it still is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We're going to spend part two of the episode really diving into some of the controversy controversy that the film has generated. But before we really get into that, I I just want to know, what did you think overall about the depiction of race in the movie? 
I have mixed feelings about it, but at the same time, I obviously am familiar with the history. So it's like, how mad can you be with with a depiction of like a sort of truth? Right. I, I do think that the movie could, is, it could generate a lot of good discussion. I'm just glad that there's any discussion. How many times in a year do normal, regular writers, like film critics, have something to say about race? Like, I'm freaking right. out. There's all these people coming out of the woodwork with opinions on Django Unchained and racism and how it made them feel. And that's the way that, you know, usually you and I sometimes will watch movies and be like, yeah, this is how this is all the time. <laughs> but this one is so overt and this one is so, like, straight up taking place in this uh, era that there's no not talking about it, really, in a review. Right. It's the plot. And in many ways, Django feels like a cartoon because it is just so over the top in terms of you, you, you've got these horribly abused slaves versus these really just truly evil, over the top, cartoonish plantation owners. I do say, I think you'd need the brevity though in order to break up the drama because otherwise, this is a, it would be a sad ass movie. Uh, you would leave with a very unpleasant feeling in the pit of your stomach. And also, that's what Tarantino does. He doesn't make, quote-unquote, realistic movies, especially not in this decade. Yeah. This decade, he's very much been about these really ridiculous, over-the-top depictions um, and just sort of playing around with genres that were familiar with. At no point in Django Unchained do you forget you're watching a movie. Yeah. Tarantino is, makes it very clear this is not real, this is a movie, this is fantasy, this is enjoyable, so just sit back and have a good time. Yeah. And I think that overall it works. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is fantastic as the primary villain <laughs> of the film, Calvin Candy. Mm -hmm. He does a good job as this evil mustache twirling uh, uh, plantation owner. Mm -hmm. And Jamie Foxx, I thought, was excellent as Django. Yeah. There was a lot of discussion when he was cast in the film over people like Will Smith and Idris Elba, like, oh, is Jamie Foxx the best choice? And it turns out, yeah, he probably was the best choice. He's the most serious. Everybody else almost performs like a cartoon. And yes. he's the straight-laced one, the serious one. So it was actually really good that they didn't give him the buffoon act either. He is sort of the straight man, but he is cartoonish in his own way. He is playing an archetype. He's playing the black hero of 70s black exploitation films. I mean, Except that he's not as hyper masculine. Like a lot of black exploitation male heroes, they were very much in control, always, you know, slaying the ladies and, you know, doing what they got to do. Uh, to hustle on the streets or whatever, or whoever, Shaft, you know. Right. All the different types. Uh, like, if he's the cop, you know, he's the one that, you know, is telling off the white cops. He's very much, like, almost reserved up until he gets this permission. Maybe the thing that it is is we don't usually see the people coming up in the ranks. Like, we literally right. see his learning, this training with uh, Dr. King Schultz. And that's, that's, maybe that's more why he's not so much the stereotype. Right. He's not black dynamite, but at yeah. the same time, once he learns how to shoot, he is this very calm, cool, collected, confident guy that's just 
kind of going around very much in control doing what he what he has to do to stick it to the man yeah. so to speak yeah maybe the thing is that there's an actual there's a change there's a character arc to him and not so much like yes. this character <laughs> he does he doesn't start off yeah at the top of his game archetype yeah right Right, but I mean, he, his wife's name is what Brunhilda von Schaff. That's why it's like it's just stuck yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> I learned that before the movie even came out, and I was like, "Oh, you cheeky bastard!" <laughs> right. So there's lots of little nods to Tarantino's favorite films and favorite genres, as usual. Uh, yeah. With any Tarantino film, and overall, I I think it works. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Jamie Fox were. DiCaprio get some awards consideration. I think they're both really, really great. And I also really loved Christoph Waltz's character. He just seemed like a really interesting character. He he plays this guy who you can tell really hates slavery, but as he acknowledges at the beginning of the film, is sort of taking advantage of that system in order to to use Django for his own purposes. And I, I thought that was a really interesting uh, development. But uh, any closing thoughts about Django Unchained? Goodness, Tarantino better not stop making films just because there's no more 35. Otherwise, Christoph Waltz is out of a job. Nobody else writes for that man's three languages. Yeah, Tarantino did say he might retire because of the way digital... Film, uh, digital filmmaking and digital projection is sort of taking over. I hope that is not the case. I think Tarantino is a very interesting filmmaker, and I can't wait to see what he does next. I, I'd say run out, go see Django Unchained. It's a long movie, but it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And if you were a fan of Inglorious Bastards in particular, I think you will really like this movie. But I th- yeah, I think that'll wrap it up for part one of our discussion on Django Unchained. Don't forget to tune into part two of our discussion for a much more in-depth analysis of the film. I'm, I'm hoping we're going to be able to get our friend Craig Lindsay on to really discuss and analyze the film with us. We'll be talking about all of the racial politics of the movie, and it's sure to be an interesting uh, discussion. And don't forget to tune in next week when I believe we'll be doing our first annual Cinema Fix awards episode and we'll be talking about the best movies of the year and and the 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 movies that you should be sure to check out and also maybe some movies that you should probably avoid (laughs) when looking back at 2012 so be sure to tune in for that Uh, we'd love to get your feedback on the show you can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com you can also subscribe to the show through itunes so if you like this episode please write us a review That would really help us get the word out about the show. You can also donate to us through the website or use our website to visit several of our partners and affiliates. Next time you're doing some online shopping, that really helps us out that we earn a few pennies every time you you navigate to Amazon, for example, through our website. So we really appreciate all your help. Don't forget to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including The Thin Place and Dispatches from St. Marina. Monica, where can people find you online? People can find me online at the Twitters at MCastiMovies. That's M-C-A-S-T-I Movies. They can also find my work reposted 
on the BAFCA website, that's B-O-F-C-A dot com, and on the BAFCA Twitter, B-O-F-C-A. I'm Andrew Johnson. You can find some of my writing at filmgeekradio.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at writerandrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener, and I will follow you back. All right, that'll do it for this episode. I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Monica Castillo. And have fun this week getting high on cinema. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!